Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Psalm 91 talks about that. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. And my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Let's pray. God, I thank you, Father, for what you are speaking to your church, for what you're saying to us today. God, let us grab hold of it. Let us see what you want us to see, God, so we can be effective in the life that you've given us to live. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. My name is Pastor Joshua, and uh, me and my wife, Pastor Corinne, are the lead pastors here at Hope United. Um, If it's your first time, we welcome you today. Uh, We have a QR code. If you'd like to, you can scan that, and we can connect with you. You can connect with us, and we can go on a faith journey together. It's much easier to go on the journey of faith when you're going there with good people. Amen? God has had us on this powerful intersection of faith and hope, and we've been talking about God increasing our capacity. And the concept is this, that God wants to do so much more in our lives, but first He has to stretch us, He has to grow us, He has to increase our capacity for the more. So it's important, it's relevant for us, it's our word for the year, increased capacity. And... um, While we're increasing our capacity, um, God wants to increase our capacity to love, increase our capacity for faith. We talked about that last week. Increase our capacity for miracles and provision. God is increasing our capacity if we'll partner with him. But we have to get ready. And for there to be increased capacity, we talked about there needing to be increased faith. That's what we talked about last week. This week I want to talk about if we want increased capacity, there has to be increased prayer increased prayer and i'm so um just proud of the community at hope um man last night was so powerful the prayer was incredible the men put the night together but the women showed up and showed out as well and it was um so good so good um it's not often that uh i'm finding more and more that i can I can just take a step back, and there's other people that got the Spirit of God all over them, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, I want to start today, as we talk about increased prayer, in James 5, 13. And it says, if there are any of you suffering hardships, you should pray. Are there any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are there any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church and come and pray over you. Anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins one to another and, here's the word again, pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results increased prayer is what we're talking about today. 
God wants to do great things through prayer to bring answers and solutions into your life. The scripture says, if you're suffering hardships, if you are suffering hardships, this word is for you. You need to learn how to increase your prayer life, right? If you're going through hardships, it's time to increase prayer. If you're going, uh, if you have an increased prayer life, if you're sick, if there's uh, if there's a way that you can pray and come together with others in the church and pray, you're going to see breakthrough happen. There are prayers that get us through hardships. There are prayers that get us through sickness. There are prayers that we pray that we've sinned and God forgives us. Prayer is powerful. It says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So the right prayers have wonderful results. Look at somebody and say this. The right prayers... Have wonderful results. And this is so important if we want to increase who we are in God and increase who we are in life and level up, right? We have to level up our prayer life. There are all kinds of prayers we can pray, and when we pray the right way, there are wonderful results. And um, it gives us this example here in verse 17. Going down a little further, it says that Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the skies sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. This is not a fairy tale. This is an instructional story about the power of prayer. When you pray the right way, wonderful results follow. Elijah prayed that the rain would stop, and it stopped. He prayed the rain would come again, and it came again. There are wonderful results when we pray. When I became a pastor, I realized that the prayer life that I had, it was good, but it needed to increase. When God levels you up in whatever your assignment is, you're going to have to increase your prayer life. If God gives you more capacity, you're going to need more prayer. If you are walking into more purpose, you are going to need more prayer, right? For covering and protection, for breakthrough, for power, for clarity of understanding what God is saying in the season, you need more prayer. To increase capacity, we must increase our prayer life. When we're looking to upgrade our prayer life, it's important to go back to the words of Christ when he taught his disciples to pray. How did Jesus teach them how to pray? And how is Jesus teaching us how to pray? Let's look at Luke 11. It says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, again, here we have it. Jesus was increasing the ministry uh, footprint upon the earth, and he said, boom, I need to pray. Boom, Jesus was always pulling away to pray. So Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. I want to give you five things here, five main components of the Lord's Prayer. 
And this is important to know these five components because as we're looking to increase our prayer life, we want to look to the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray as an outline. Doesn't mean that we can't pray other things, additional things, but these five components are very important. First, the holiness of God. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. First is the holiness of God. First and foremost, our prayer must hone in on who God is and be directed and be focused towards Him. Guys, we can get off track when we start with binding up demons and stuff, right? First and foremost, Jesus said, Our Father, which art in heaven, holy is your name. May your name be kept holy. The focus of every prayer has to start with, if I were to start a conversation with you, you would want me to direct my conversation to you, right? I don't come up to you and not greet you and start talking about somebody else and start talking about my problems. I come up to you, I greet you, I recognize you as a person, and then we can begin to talk about other things. So when we come to the Lord in prayer, first, Jesus says, recognize the holiness of God, focus on who He is, that's the first place that we go. Our Father, holy is your name. My focus always starts with God and works from there. Right? Just like my life starts with God at the center. He's the sun. He's the everything. And I revolve around that. My prayer revolves around who God is. Our Father. He's a Father. He's holy. I'm focusing on Him. Number two. Jesus says, kingdom establishment. This prayer teaches us the kingdom is the highest priority, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So first, God. God, my Father, let your name be kept holy. My focus is on you. May your, number two, kingdom come. Above anything else that is a temporal need that I have, I want to say, God, May your agenda come to earth. May your plan, may your perfect plan and purpose be established here among us. So number one, I recognize God as who he is. Focus on him. Number two, kingdom establishment. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. And then number two, number three, watch this. After I focused on God, I focus on God, his holiness. Number two, The kingdom being established upon the earth. Number three, now I get to personal needs. Said, give us this day our daily bread. But you see, I can't get there until I recognize who God is in my life. You see, until I've established who the source is that is blessing me, I can't get to the needs list. Can't get it's okay to have a needs list, but if you don't establish who God is in your life. God, you're my father. May your name be kept holy. You are all powerful. You are bigger than any problem in my life. God, I thank you for who you are. God, it is all about you. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth just like it is. Let earth begin to reflect what's going on in heaven. Now, I've got some needs. Give me today my daily bread. And this is such a, a great word, bread. It, it's, it has so many different facets to it, right? 
We're talking about natural needs that need to be provided. You're talking about the nourishment of your body, right? Jesus said that healing is the children's what? Give us today our daily. So I could say, God, today I need healing. Give us today our daily healing. God, give us today our daily nourishment. Maybe it's spiritual in nature. It said that Jesus is the what of life? He's the bread of life. So I need a little bit more Jesus today. I need Jesus to to get into my thought process so I can think better. I'm talking about natural nourishment, natural provision, spiritual revelation. That's what we talk about. We talk about spiritual bread, right, is a revelation from heaven. So give us today our daily bread. So this is the personal level, right? I went from God as the focus kingdom establishment to now the personal needs that I need naturally and spiritually. So good. All right. Then we get to number four, forgiveness. This is an important point. So important that it's one of the five aspects of the Lord's prayer. He said, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. And this is an action packed thing. It's a tall order. Right? We have to forgive to be forgiven. Jesus teaches us that. So he bakes that teaching right into the prayer. He says, forgive us our sins. Apply the work of salvation and the cross to our life as we are forgiving our fellow man. Because Jesus already told us, if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. So in the prayer, he reinforces the teaching, God forgive us as we forgive others. So we must develop a posture before the Lord that we need forgiveness and we show forgiveness. We develop a posture in prayer and in life that we need forgiveness and we show forgiveness. Guys, this will keep you humble. This will keep your head screwed on the right way. No matter how much money God blesses you with, no matter how many great relationships that God blesses you with, if you realize you still need forgiveness to operate, you will stay humble and you will more easily be able to forgive other people when you realize that you yourself have been forgiven. There's not a person in this room that was not disqualified and then requalified by Jesus Christ. So we have to remind that anytime we feel like getting up on that high horse, remember we were all sinners. We were all disqualified. And Jesus qualified us. So number four is forgiveness. And number five is all about temptation. This is important. He leaves us with this this fifth component. It's all about temptation. Don't let us yield to temptation. Don't let us fall into temptation. This is big and it's profound. The prayer is, God, don't let me be tempted to get off of your path. Don't let me fall away. Don't let me backslide. Don't let me lose focus of you and your kingdom. Don't let me lose focus of my assignment. Don't let me lose the focus of the beauty of salvation. Don't let me fall into temptation. What a beautiful, action-packed prayer. It's simple, these five components of the Lord's Prayer. The holiness of God, the focus on who God is, the Father. His kingdom being established on the earth. Like 
God, renew the earth. God, make it back like the character of heaven. Number three, the personal needs that I have. Number four, forgiveness. God, forgive me as I forgive others. And number five, temptation. Keep me away from temptation. Don't let more be put on me that I would fail or falter, get off course. Five components if you want to increase in prayer. Make sure you go back and you have this in your prayer. It's not unspiritual to write a prayer list to make sure you don't miss something. And I'm not saying that every single time that you pray, you got to pull the list out, but it's helpful to have a list and say, these are the things I know I need to cover. Make sure you cover these five things. Make sure you cover the things that God has spoken to you personally. You need to pray for this. One of the things I pray for is wisdom. James 1.5. If you lack wisdom, ask for it. Ask our generous God and he will not refuse you for asking. What is it that you're praying for? If you want to increase your capacity, what are you praying into? What future are you building yourself? What are you praying? When we pray, we're building things, right? If we were truly created in the image of God, what are we doing when we pray? Well, one of the things we're doing is we're creating. One of the things we're doing is communicating with God, right? But one of the things we're doing is creating like God. The more I speak something into my atmosphere, what am I doing? I'm building something. I'm creating just like God created the world. I'm creating my world with my words because God designed me to be like that. So if I'm saying this is going to be a great day, God is going to open up doors for me today. I'm going to get promotions in this season. I'm speaking it. I'm building it into my life. I'm increasing my capacity through prayer. Jesus goes on a little further and he illustrates a story about a friend making a request in the middle of the night in Luke 11, 5, 8. This is right after he does the teaching with the disciples to tell them how to pray. He goes on and gives this example. The friend is asking with a desperate need at an inconvenient time. Comes up in the middle of the night, he's knocking on the door. Anybody ever called you in the middle of the night or knocked on your door in the middle of the night? Jesus is saying this prayer is like a friend that comes knocking on your door at 3 o'clock in the morning and you're like, hey, buddy, I'm already in bed. I've got my pajamas on. I'm not coming to the door. But it said, if you continue to knock, that friend is going to get out of bed, even if he's just annoyed, and he's going to come, and he's going to give you what you need. So Jesus, funny example, he said, prayer is like this, it's got to be consistent. There's something about consistency. Even if you're coming at an inconvenient time, if you keep on knocking... The prayer is going to come through. And he gives us this in Matthew 7, 7, 8. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So look, if you're asking, continue to ask. And you will receive, right? There's continuity there that has to happen. 
If you're seeking, continue to seek, and you will find. If you're knocking, continue to knock, and the door will be opened. There is a theme, consistency. God knows what we need, and he's going to give us the very best, but prayer is an important step in the process of getting the things that you need. The doors that need to be open in your life. We talked about the faith dimension, right, last Sunday. To get things out of the faith dimension, one of the things we have to do is what? Increase our prayer life. Because prayer is the bridge between what's in the faith dimension and what's in our dimension. And so, God knows what you need. He wants to give you the very best. He's actually already provided it for you. It's in the heavens. It's in the faith dimension. But prayer is this important part of the process to pull it into your life. Prayer is an important step between needs and provision. Prayer is an important step between needs and possession. possession. (laughs) Yep. All right. Yep. Just received by the Spirit what I was saying. Prayer is an important step between needs and provision. So we must learn to stay consistent, right, with our prayers. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing, right? 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18, another translation says it like this. Always be joyful, never stop what? Praying. And be thankful in all circumstances. So the, 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 the apostles, the early church understood they had honed in on this power of prayer and how even in super adverse situations, prayer could change things and prayer could be extremely powerful and productive. Paul also tells us, put on the whole armor of God in Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. But then he completes the armor teaching with, you guessed it, Verse 18, don't forget to pray. Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent. Again, here's this this theme. Pray at all times. Stay alert and be persistent with your prayers for all believers everywhere. The apostles knew the power of prayer. The early church knew the power of prayer. They knew it was essential to lay a foundation and to build anything in God of magnitude. Prayer also keeps us focused. When I looked around the room last night and saw the faces of the people that had been in prayer with us for that that hour of power, prayer keeps us focused. Prayer keeps us focused on the mission and keeps us away from fighting with each other. I was telling one of our elders, I said, look, a lot of times when you go into a church and there's a lot of gossiping, there's a reason because there's not a lot of prayer. The more prayer, the more compassion, the more we have a heart to come to the aid of one another. When we forget to pray, we can start infighting, fighting over seats fighting over dumb stuff. (laughs) Prayer increases unity. Prayer increases compassion. Prayer increases understanding. A lack of prayer, (laughs) a lack of understanding, 
a lack of unity. We can use our mouth to pray. (laughs) We can use our mouth to hurt, right? James 4.1. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have and you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Well, he said, instead of quarreling, instead of fighting, instead of jealousy, pray, ask God for it. Don't try to backstab somebody or be jealous of them or try to undermine somebody to get it, even if you're talking about somebody in the workplace. No, rather ask God for it. And even, he says, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So look, prayer keeps our heart clean. Prayer keeps our heart pure towards each other, towards the Lord, instead of fighting or being envious of each other, instead of being jealous of others. Prayer helps us come together. Prayer helps us be unified. Prayer prayer helps us unify and fight against the true enemy, which is the devil. We are meant to be a house of prayer and a people of prayer. Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer. He came and, as there is sometimes in some churches, he came into the temple and there was some funny business going on. And he said, look, you've turned it into this merchandising thing and this den of thieves and it was never meant to be that. My house is meant to be a house of prayer. What made the early church so powerful? One of the things, besides bold faith that we talked about last week, was such a powerful prayer life. We are meant to be a house of prayer and a people of prayer. When we pray, the more we pray, God increases our capacity. And as we pray, God increases our ability to work together and to win together. When we fall away in our prayer life, we lose focus of what's important and we lose focus of our relationship with God and with people. We end up fighting the wrong things, fighting the wrong people. God wants us to lead us into an increased prayer life so he can lead us into increased capacity. God wants to do that. Do you believe God wants to increase your level of communication with him. Let's bow our heads today. God, I thank you for each and every person that's here. It's not by accident they're here. It's by design. It's, God, you move on our hearts and, and we respond. So, God, we're a room full of people that have responded on different levels to your moving, your word, your calling us to be here pursue you. So God, I thank you, Lord, that you would increase our capacity to do good things this year. Increase our capacity to be used by you. And God, increase our prayer life so we can get there. As we pray, you stretch us. As we pray, 
you grow us up, mature us in our faith. As we pray, you change our perspective on things. God, we want to increase in our prayer life. God, I thank you, Father, for that. I thank you for each and every person that's here. God, bless their prayer life. God, give them a hunger and a desire to pray more. If they pray one day a week, God, make them want to pray two days a week. If they pray three days a week, God, help them have a desire to pray four days a week. If they pray for five minutes, God, have, God, give them a desire to pray for eight minutes. Whatever it is, God, increase their desire, their hunger to communicate with you and to declare your word over their life, to pray for other believers, to pray for their leaders, to pray for our church, God, to pray for our nation. God, give us a hunger to pray. God, as we increase our prayer life, we increase our capacity to do good. And as our heads are bowed, maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I feel like I've slipped away. I'm not where I need to be, and I want to come back. I want to reconnect with Jesus. I know I need that. If that's you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you today. Amen. 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 Such a powerful thing when we say yes to Jesus. When we say yes to Jesus, he can use us. He can grow us. He can... He can do things we'd never be able to do. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody else that agrees with this prayer, you can pray this prayer with us. Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. For wiping out my sins and failures. I'm sorry for the times I missed it. I'm sorry for the times I blew it and I sinned. Bring me back to you. I want to walk with you. I want you to be my guide. I realize that I need you more than ever. Give me your free gift of forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. I need you. Lead me from this day forward for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, everybody said, I want to encourage you today. Wow, that's awesome. A simple prayer can start an amazing journey. If you're, don't leave this place and let the devil start to talk in your ear and just say, oh, that was just... That was just a prayer. That was just emotions. Let me tell you something. Great faith journeys start with small steps. Great faith journeys with Jesus. Great miracles start with little steps of faith. So if you made a step, if you raised your hand, if you prayed the prayer today, I'm so excited for you. Um, If you don't have a church, get plugged in here. If you're visiting, go connect somewhere it's so powerful when you go on a journey with other people that that love jesus that are into jesus i'll leave you with this thought if god is for you who can be against you and if jesus is in your corner you will be undefeated god bless you thanks again for listening if you like this podcast remember to share and subscribe 
For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.